0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast brought to you, as always, by SorrySports.com. It is a Monday rundown on a Monday this week. Sean and I talked about pretty much everything going on in the sports world. We let it off with the NFL playoffs. We broke down last week's scores, and then we jumped ahead to next week. We picked against the spread, and we picked our favorites to go on to the Super Bowl. After that, we talked some of the breaking news in MLB with the Astros and the Red Sox. Following that, we talked a little college football And we picked our eventual national champions, which the game is being played tonight. Then we capped it off with some NBA news, went around the league. Follow us on Twitter at SorrySports, on Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. Check out the website, SorrySports.com, and shoot us an email if you have anything to say. SorrySports at Yahoo.com. Enjoy the pod, and we'll be back next Monday.
1: What's up, everybody? We're back. Welcome back. to Sorry to interrupt. We're here for a Monday rundown, the night of the national championship game, right after divisional weekend. I forgot. Oh, it's a pretty fucking wild weekend. Um, yeah, come on, man. You're the college football aficionado now. I know this is like your Christmas, right?
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, clearly, I'm excited that I completely forgot the game was being played tonight. How are you? I'm all right, man. How are you? Good.
1: Um, ready to get into this. Absolutely. So a
0: little justice for some cheaters today, some more to come.
1: Oh yeah. We'll be uh we'll be talking Astros punishment today. Um but I love
0: cheaters, but when they get caught.
1: Yeah, when they fucked over our team too. You know, that's that's another that's another thing. Um yeah, we'll talk about that, but we're we're gonna lead with football, um, divisional weekend first preview championship weekend and then we'll go uh a little college football, talk about the national title game tonight. Yes, it is tonight. Um Okay, so pretty crazy weekend. Uh there were some results that kinda came out of nowhere. Um in no particular order. Let's just start with I think the most surprising game of the weekend and that was Tennessee running all over Baltimore.
0: Exactly that. Um do we have to talk about rest over rust? Uh, I think it's evident in this game.
1: I think we can talk about it. Because they
0: rested their players for the final week of the season and then obviously had the bye week. So they hadn't played competitive football since before Christmas. I believe December 22nd was the last Yeah, it was like their week 16 that game. Lamar Jackson played as well as some of the other skill position players and there was a lot of drops and it was pretty sloppy. And clearly the Titans took advantage of that. They also had a lot of momentum. Fitzpatrick only threw 14 passes, but some of those were obviously pivotal.
1: Well, it's uh, not Fitzpatrick. Not Fitzpatrick, uh, Tannehill. There you go.
0: I got my Miami quarterbacks mixed up. I'm (laughs) sorry. Um, There was going to be
1: one, everybody. He got it out of the way.
0: Get over it. Um, And, yeah, Derrick Henry is just having an all-timer right now. I don't know if he can do it four weeks in a row, but they were everybody was saying the same thing last week. So
1: Yeah, and it's actually even been longer than that because they've been playing playoff games for the last like four weeks of the regular season to try to get in. They didn't win the division, but they, they got the wild card because of it. And, man, it is a question, rest over rust. And, and like, what is it exactly? I mean... Kansas City, when we talked about that game in a second, God, did they look awful in the first quarter yep. of that game. I think there is something to it, especially when you haven't played a meaningful game. I mean, Baltimore just dominated the their conference and their division this year. They were the best team in football. It's hard to just flip a switch, even at home on a Saturday night with a crazy crowd. This Titans team's been playing like this. We've seen this happen a lot. I mean, that Ravens team with Flacco was very similar to this. Um Obviously, the two Giants teams, I mean, nobody would tell you that the Giants teams were better than the teams they beat in the postseason in 07 and 11, but they were hot, and this Titans team doing it a little bit differently than the Giants did. They don't have that elite defensive pass rusher that's just wreaking havoc, but their running game is just obviously Derrick Henry's playing to another level. And Tannehill's managing the game and making all the throws that he has to make.
0: He's doing a little more than managing, too, because if you watch the game, he made a lot of really, really good throws. And he had a nice touchdown pass to start the game with Smith, and then he threw that bomb to, um, I don't remember the wide receiver's name. He had been out for a while um, with the diving catch. So he's doing a really good job, and shame on Miami for letting him go.
1: Yeah, I—I. I, it's so hard, though. I mean, I think that he just sometimes guys just need a fresh start. And it's not like we can say Tennessee was, you know, these this brilliant organization. They did start Mariota this year. They got him for a seventh round pick. Yeah. As just a backup. And then they finally just said, I don't even think it was so much him. It was just how bad Mariota was. And it's like, Hey, we have this guy who's had some levels of success when he's been on the field. Let's just see what he can do, and he. I don't ever think it
0: was him, because when he was a quarterback, he was more than a serviceable quarterback. It was just the health thing, staying on the field. Yep. Which is always going to be an issue for him. He'll probably get hurt next year. I'm not wishing it upon. I was just going to say that's quite the proclamation. No, I'm. I hope he has a healthy career, but I, I just have a feeling, you know.
1: Yeah, but for right now, this team has magic. I mean, they are certainly playing with house money, and they're going to go into Arrowhead because the Chiefs, after probably the worst first quarter that. I've seen even more, even worse than Baltimore. Patrick Mahomes reminded everybody in the season of Lamar that, "Hey, I'm I'm the best out of this young crap."
0: Oh, definitely better than Lamar Jackson. Much more versatile. Much better arm talent. Um, just to put a bow on the Ravens, great regular season. Clearly, Ingram was hurt. Um, their defense just did not look ready at all. Every, I, I think it was a rest over Russ thing, and I think, I think that the the Russ got him to be honest with you. They got hit in the mouth twice in a row. I think the Titans went up 14 nothing, and they had no answer.
1: No, they didn't. Um, the fourth downs, not converting fourth and ones. And
0: you have to give the Titans credit. Let's not just shit on the Ravens, because they stood them up on a couple of the fourth down plays. So their defense played really well. Obviously, Tannehill did more than enough to win the game just on 14 passes alone, and Derrick Henry is the best football player on earth right now.
1: I can't wait for this game Sunday because they yes. are they are just Listen, we were both wrong. I I know I said that I didn't this would we be We picked the
0: lines last week and I think we both I think they were mine and a 10 half. or Yeah, yeah nine I and a half. And we both I think we both went two and two last week, not that we're keeping track anymore, but we both took them with the spread and I think a lot of people were wrong.
1: I think a lot of people were wrong. I I, I didn't think this game would be close. And it wasn't just the, the other, other team
0: won. Yep. All right. So let's move on to the Chiefs. Good season by Lamar. I still think he wins the MVP. It is yeah, a regular season MVP. award. Yep. Uh, back onto the Chiefs. I think that. I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes reminded us that he was the greatest quarterback of of this generation could be the greatest quarterback gonna of all say, time. I was going to say, yeah, well, we got to figure done. out
1: what this generation is, but for this crop of young quarterbacks. The up-and-comers. 2017 yeah. on, yeah, I mean, he's...
0: He's a quarterback of the 2020s, for sure.
1: Uh, he'll, yeah, I mean, you look at him, he'll probably... Him, Daniel
0: Jones, obviously.
1: Yeah, Darnold.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, well, one can only hope. Um, well, I think Don't that, you send those little digs in my direction. I, I think, think can... that Texans choke this game away terribly. Oh, yeah. Um... You know, not going for it on the fourth down play. A few others, they just gave the momentum the back to the Chiefs. What the fuck were cheese.
1: they doing with that fake punt? Are you going to be aggressive or not? If you're going to be aggressive, fucking go for it. You have Deshaun Watson and Hopkins and Fuller, who had had a nice, really nice, a nice start game. to that game. Yeah. And instead, you're pulling out that shit when the momentum's not on your side? Oh, uh, that was just bad. Bad to be, coaching. Honest,
0: uh, to be honest, I don't think he will, but uh, I could. you could make a case for Bill O'Brien to be fired after that game. Make a strong case.
1: Yeah, it's so won't, hard. You It's so hard. You want to play that game like- this year. Yeah, he won a playoff game, even though. But he his coaching
0: have. decisions, just the decision making and in the in-game calls are just terrible.
1: I think it comes down to like, what do you think of him as a coach if you take away the results? Well, because I he's think won the a other, bunch of divisions down there. And it's, I think
0: the other thing is, if we do fire him, who are we going to hire? Is he any better than Bill O'Brien? Yeah. Especially after the other hires have already been made. Right.
1: And this is a huge organization that's still young. They're not even twenty years old yet. They're about to be and they've had some success but they've never made a championship uh, an AFC championship game and but you know what for an organization like this if they're winning divisions pretty regularly down there and they're getting home playoff games you got to imagine soon they're going to get that break when they came up and they were up 24 nothing i was like wow this is because it wasn't just that they were up 24 nothing kansas city it looked like they couldn't get over like they couldn't that tie their shoes. that was even shoots. more shocking than the ravens to be honest
0: just because That's such a potent offense Casey has, and the fact that they couldn't even score a point was insane.
1: Right, and then the second quarter came, and I think they—I believe they put up thirty-five in that quarter. And Mahomes is just a video game. I mean, he's he's Madden like in real life. It's it's unbelievable what he does. And that team just decided that they were going to take their heads out of their ass and start playing. And. I think if they lost that game, I mean, all the all the rumors, or not rumors, all the rumblings were already happening during the game. Everybody's tweeting, oh, this is an Andy Reid playoff game. You know, guy's not ready to play, can't win a big game, which I think is unfair, but they turned that around quick I gotta and they'll be, be hosting honest, their second straight AFC title game.
0: I think this is the year that the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. If
1: not now, when?
0: Because I think that Mahomes trumps the Andy Reid fuck-ups. I think that they're, they're, this offense is just too good to the point where he might not even have to manage the clock.
1: And, and honestly, the defense stepped up after that first mm-hmm. quarter.
0: Yeah, Spags is doing a great job out there, and this defense looks really good. They're getting pressure on the quarterback as well. I saw from the second quarter on, I mean, Watson was just running for his life. Yep. And, that and there's no, no better guy problems. you really want running for your life, but getting that much pressure on him, I don't care who you are, him, Russell Wilson, anybody, you're going to have a hard time. But the the right team won that game. Again, they kind of figured out the Russ situation a little bit earlier. Than the, the NFL
1: was probably... I mean, they are not ever going to come out and say They it, pissing themselves. My the fucking God. Texans if they Titans. had Texans-Titans in an AFC title game, that's just... Even Romo's that's greatness like, couldn't keep you locked in for that one.
0: That's basically like texans titans you're like oh is that the first saturday game
1: that is that yeah is that the london game this
0: week yeah exactly um but i think the right team won in that one mahomes pretty much took the crown back from lamar in one day which is crazy but that's just how the nfl works with the storylines
1: yeah and i think you made a really good point by saying like if this is not now when i mean we kind of thought about that anyway but especially after saturday night with baltimore losing i mean not to take anything away from tennessee but you know, with the Patriots being out and then the Ravens being out, you kind of think that their obstacles are cleared. They're they're going to just take this now. But Tennessee might have something to say. Listen, I didn't think there was a shot in hell. Neither of us did that Tennessee was going to go into Baltimore and beat, beat the league MVP, we believe. And that vaunted Baltimore offense. Instead, they just completely took them out of the game. If they have a lead, if they get off to the kind they of start score that early. Houston did, they, they, they will probably not let it go. Yeah,
0: absolutely, especially with Henry just having uh, – he's insane. All right, so let's move on to the NFC side of the games here. 49ers, this one was obviously the game that went the most as expected. Um, the 49ers beat the Vikings at home 27-10. to 10. Um, This defense controlled the game. Ford is back. And he was getting a lot of pressure on your boy, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. You like that? I do. <laughs> I hate that. That's what I That was like. awful. I, stupid. Yeah. You got to say that after you won the Super Bowl, bro. You can't be that's saying that I, every week. That's how I feel. You be saying that after a preseason?
1: And half, listen, like I that? think he was so jazzed up from going into... And I'm not going to look at him worse here. He's the same. Is that Exactly. Because
0: they were what? A six seed... I believe.
1: Yeah. I mean, they were a while. They card.
0: did. They did. They went further than expected. They did it. And we did exactly what they expected. We expected them to do actually a little more. I was they just going to say, I, down I, in think, New Orleans. I think they did more. A lot more if, if you think about it. Now I'm talking myself out of it, but they weren't expected to win this game. They put up 10 points. Cook did not have the same kind of magic he did the week before. And Cousins just couldn't get the offense going.
1: Nope. And again, that Niners
0: team was too fast for them on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, that and they were just a better team. That San I mean, Francisco has at running backs back, back the is
1: just absurd, and they are you know kind of similar to to Tennessee in that way. I mean, obviously Tennessee has their Bell cow in Henry, but they are a team that if they get up early, God, is it hard to come back on them because they keep the ball for so fucking long. Absolutely, and Garoppolo makes all the throws he needs to make, and that defense is very capable of getting turnovers quickly and you know Sherman had that pick against Cousins um, and that just to me even though that was early in the game that just sealed the deal right there I said yeah you you didn't need to see much after that nope and so yeah I give San Francisco a lot of credit I mean this is kind of the uh, opposite side of the spectrum from Baltimore I mean here's a team that had the bye, had the best record in the NFC young team didn't really know what to expect and there was no rust at all. They were ready to go from the, you know, they score a touchdown on their first possession. Then Minnesota comes down, and after that, Minnesota never, you know, only kicks a field goal left Well, that's
0: the last thing about about Baltimore is that that's a Super Bowl winning coach down there, and Shanahan had them ready to play, and obviously Harbaugh didn't, and that's just disappointing.
1: It is, yeah. I mean, there's really you don't want to be too harsh on him, but you're you're right. I don't really know how to tell you you're wrong on that. It's he didn't have his team ready to play. They didn't they didn't come out executing. Or not at least at taking that Tennessee team seriously, and nope. San Francisco played Minnesota like Minnesota was Seattle. They were
0: just looking ahead of them, mm-hmm. like past to the next round, and clearly they're not going on to the next round. All right, final game. It was the nightcap last night. Aaron Rodgers looked really good. I think they got off to um, a fourteen nothing start in this game as well. But if there's any team in the league that knows how to come back from a from an early from an early deficit, that is the Seattle Seahawks especially on the road. They're a really good road team this year, and Russell Wilson knows how to drag that corpse right back, and they almost did enough here. Controversial call at the end. I don't think Jimmy Graham got that first down. Looking at It's it from, really tough. Looking at it from most angles, um, I mean, I guess I can just Monday morning quarterback it here. You know, I, w- I wasn't the referee making the call, but when that went to review, it just looked like they were going to overturn it, and, and they were getting... I was listening to it on the radio. They were getting shame on you by everybody that I was listening to because it, it was pretty evident. But nonetheless, the Packers won in Green Bay, and I guess there is a little bit of a home field advantage when it comes to making calls.
1: Did you think that once Green Bay took that took that big lead that the game was over? Because no. I didn't.
0: I watched yeah. Seahawks all year, and, and, I mean, a bunch of teams took big leads on them. Their their plus minus was like plus seven this year. They've only they've only outscored their opponents by seven points, which means they were in shootouts every single game, and they've been behind at halftime in like more than half of their games. So they've been here before, and they probably have the best quarterback to do it.
1: Yeah, I, I it was one of those games, and this is you know not taking anything away from Aaron Rodgers, who had himself a day. And Jesus Christ, Adams, I'm setting the the Packer record for wide for uh. Receiving yards in a playoff game. I mean, what a game for those two he's so. healthy.
0: That's for sure. Oh
1: yeah, um, yeah and Aaron they're...
0: Jones was running like a madman. Yep. So and he's great. Oh, he, really he is. is. Yeah. He's very underrated. And not to take
1: opinion. anything away from Rodgers and that Green Bay offense, but I was watching that game, and even though they lost, I was the most impressed with Wilson. I mean, what he mm-hmm. can do for like what you said, dragging the corpse of the team around. But you know him,
0: what, Pete Carroll. My God. You know you love him, you hate him. I'm kind of indifferent about him. I think I think he's past his prime.
1: I don't know that, though. I mean, this team got in, and again, no. if we say that we didn't expect them to win that game, or if we say, hey, like, you kind of have a cap on you, that's all, that's personnel-wise, you know? I mean, listen, I agree. That's we tough. didn't
0: expect them to win that game, but you know what? You're in that game. You have just as good of a chance as winning when the, when the clock starts killed. as the Packers, and there were some coaching decisions towards the end of the game that just made me scratch my head. That's all.
1: Yeah, and he, he'll, he'll do he'll, that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's why he only has one Super Bowl, Instead a one glaring play that he made a decision on instead of two, maybe more. Mm-hmm. So,
1: But again, when we're talking about the landscape we take, of coaches.
0: Think, did we take the Seahawks? I don't remember last week, but I think, I can't we, remember went, I think we went two and two. It I, was like four and a half.
1: I know. I I believe that I mentioned that I could see the Seahawks winning this game.
0: You might have mentioned it, but, but who uh, knows yeah. what you predicted. Right. Those are two different things, Sean.
1: They are. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, but there was no stakes in the game, so it don't mean shit. Yeah, um, that's
0: probably why you did okay. Yeah. When, it the, does, when the heat's on, the, had you you're going to be eating burgers.
1: Well, you know, last year <laughs> I took care of business. So it's, yeah, like, well, last year one. I had other things one on my and plate. One. I want to hear I took it, it serious Don't want to hear your excuses. Sperm Bank
0: cashed in for everyone. You're welcome, everyone that bet should probably take my advice more often don't but want to tear your excuses With that being said, why don't we preview the championship games I can't believe it's here already. It was 70 degrees out yesterday and we're talking about the Super Bowl coming up. That's crazy to think about. Um, so we have a Kansas City at home against Tennessee and a San Francisco at home against Green Bay. Let's start with the AFC. Kansas City seven and a half point favorites against Tennessee at home. What do we think?
1: Are you brave enough to take the Titans in this game?
0: No, I'm not going to take the Titans. Don't be silly. But the spread is kind of fat at 7.5 points. But this this is tough. I mean, both of these games are tough to pick. And that's why I'm not going to gamble this week because I could see Kansas City getting off to a 27 nothing start and just putting them in a coffin right away. But I could also see Tennessee doing the same thing they did to the best regular season team in football last week. In the Baltimore Ravens and getting off to a fourteen nothing start and just not letting it go.
1: Yeah, it's really tough. Um, no, I'm not taking the post way out
0: though. I am definitely going to pick a team. I'm just saying it's tough.
1: Well, that's why I asked if you were brave enough to take the Titans because I'm not, and I'm glad you answered. I'm going <laughs> to take the I'm going to take the uh, the Chiefs in this with game. the spread. Yeah,
0: seven and a half. All right, I'm going to go the other way. I think it's going to be a closer game than you think. You already said it. They were a team of, I don't know, magic, destiny. You said one of those adjectives earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. I think Kansas City wins the game. Like I said, I think they might win the Super Bowl this year. But I think Tennessee keeps it close.
1: Now what's interesting about both these matchups is both of these games happened already this year. And um, Tennessee ended up beating uh, Kansas City in a, tight, in a tight game down in um, down in Nashville in week 10. Uh, which resulted in I think Tannehill's second win and it was when this team started to really come alive they won the game by Tannehill throwing a touchdown with like 22 seconds left and then blocking what would have been the uh, game-tying field goal for Kansas City so there's history here that these teams know each other and their personnel you know it's this wouldn't be something like this wouldn't even be something if Mariota had started that game Tannehill started that game so I don't think this Titans team is afraid of them at all. I'm just thinking, you kind of talked me into it, if not now for Kansas City, when? They know that they're being served everything they want on a silver platter. Go get it.
0: Absolutely. So we both have Kansas City moving on to the Super Bowl. I have Tennessee with the spread. You have Kansas City with the spread, minus 7.5. But I have, we both have Kansas City going to the Super Bowl. All right, moving on to the NFC. San Francisco is at home, same exact spread, seven and a half point favorites against the Green Bay Packers. What do you think, my friend? I let off this one, so I'm gonna let you take
1: that one. This one's really tough for me, and I want to give, I want to continue to give San Francisco their props because, goddamn, were they impressive on Sun on Saturday? That was awesome. But even though I'm not in love with the Packers, they keep winning games too, and Rodgers knows. His legacy, you know, can be enhanced, and he's right there. Just like in the AFC, this is a game that already happened this year, uh, and it started that run of 49ers games. Remember, where everybody was like, they haven't played anybody yet, and then they hosted. They played Green they Bay. They hosted Green Bay on that Sunday night, and they and they took care of them um, with the spread and for the game. I'm going to take the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers goes to another Super Bowl.
0: Wow. Okay. I am going to take the Niners, and I'm going to take them with the spread. I don't think Aaron Rodgers likes pressure, and I think they're going to get a ton of pressure on him. Give me the Niners and give me the spread at 7.5. I think it's going to be a kc Niners Super Bowl, and that's going to be a really tough one to pick for me. Yeah. Really tough, man.
1: I, I think now there's really every storyline, no offense to Houston, but I think that now the storylines are in with these games. because All we're missing is the Patriots. Right because even thank Ten- god even Tennessee if they get in you know you're looking at the this another Cinderella team and you're looking at one of the greatest running games that led them to this place that we've seen and and you know we're in a quote unquote passing league and everybody's talking about how it's ridiculous how people still want to run the ball you know 65 times a game and it's like no 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 like This is case in point. You still need a running game even in this air attack league that we have now. So
0: Well, if you have the offense that they have, absolutely. Yep. But that's uh,
1: I think all storylines are good. They built
0: a good team there and they got lucky. They got a little lucky. Mahomes in
1: Super Bowl. Obviously Reed trying to get his first is a huge one. San Francisco with the GQ Jimmy coming over the, the the Patriot quarterback that got traded. You know, he gets his first Shanahan. Super Bowl. Shanahan trying to father, follow his father's footsteps. And then, of course, you know, Rodgers going for a second if they get in. So all the storylines are good.
0: Absolutely. All right, let's move on to a little college football. Sean already mentioned tonight is the college football playoff championship. A little college football news, Chuba the running back, decided to stay. And, you know, I had him on my radar for my draft picks because I'm a college football guy out of Oklahoma State. Go Pokes. He decided to return. I guess that's good for my football team. Although I am not an Oklahoma State fan anymore, I am retiring my Oklahoma State fanhood for life. Uh, it was a fun run, Gundy. Um, but I'm on to bigger and better things. I'm moving on to the SEC.
1: This is this is big. This is this breaking is news I on sorry, sports. I have
0: an announcement to make. I'm a Mississippi State
1: fan. He's got your his hat on, he's you know, this is like national signing day. I I,
0: I took the I t- I did the Okie doke and took the Oklahoma State hat off and I decided to sign on for as long as Mike Leach is head coach of Mississippi State. I am a Mississippi State fan. And I mean having all these coaches down there—they were already the best conference, but they just enhanced themselves.
1: What a hire by Mississippi State! I fucking loved Sheesh. it. And remember, how much
0: money did they toss his way?
1: This was on—I didn't—I don't know the figures off the top of my head, but I'm sure it was a nice, I'm sure it was a nice cushion for him to take to leave his, uh, to leave his nice home up in the northwest. Yeah, his northwest. Well, you know, he he went. Texas Tech, and then he added on over there to Washington State, and now he's down in Mississippi State. And don't forget, everybody, that Ole Miss hired Lane Kiffin. So the Egg Bowl might be now like that's a marquee game now.
0: Four years, 20 million. That's a little low, honestly. Five mil a year. I feel like that's low for yeah, now. Yeah, but he, now. Can't,
1: he can't command certain figures other no. guys have because he's never won. He's just a lunatic, and he's hey hey. he's been that's great. My fucking, that's my head coach. Yeah, well, that's why you love him. That's a compliment in this regard. But, yeah, think about the SEC right now. You've got Coach O coaching the national championship game. You've got Saban. You've got Lane Kiffin, who's now at Ole Miss. you got Leach at, at Mississippi State. you got Jimbo Fisher at A&M. Uh, um, I mean, all up Saban? in uh, why? Well, I, I said, didn't I even said, mention it. I am sorry. I, I wasn't paying Saban. attention. Yeah, of course not. I didn't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean this is this is great. This is a really, really fun conference. That's been the best conference, and you know me, I'm biased. It is the best conference. It's oh, the, it's you don't the, have cl- to be biased it's, about it's that. It's the closest man. to the NFL. the The best players in the NFL generally come out of the SEC, and now you've got these coaching storylines. That's just it's so it's going to be so fun so give i'm going to give
0: leach a couple years because he's got to get his guys in yeah maybe he can get a couple of transfer quarterbacks that he can have throw for 10 billion yards it's going to be an air raid offense he he will never change
1: hey you know the guys that he ends up getting you know especially if they're coming from other sec programs they don't have to go that far by the way another coach i didn't mention kirby smart obviously at georgia great great coach there so um so, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. But, yeah, national championship game tonight. We've talked about it a little bit.
0: But let's give a little preview now, who's obviously. The, who's L- winning
1: this game, Tom?
0: All right, well, i want to mention the spread as well since we were talking gambling. LSU is a five-and-a-half point favorite.
1: And I'm saying at home. They're playing in the Superdome
0: that's yeah, like home basically a home game for them i don't see how that's fair but again they probably made this oh yeah this is been do thing for like five years this has so. been the
1: venue of this game since like 2016 i think
0: so. yeah um on am giving lsu give me with the spread Five and a half. I think this would they win this game by at least a touchdown, especially after watching Joe Burrow scored what seven touchdowns last week on his own, only in the first half. I think yeah. he accounted for
1: eight or something. Um, yeah, man, you're that's not a bad call. And you asked me that really tough question last week: Who would I rather see win? And I took think Clems, about it? And Yeah, and Did I talked to Mike about it. No, actually, I didn't. I don't know. I it's it's tough. I don't know who he. What really do you think he, he would pick? See. I think he'd probably say LSU himself Hmm. because he's still bitter about the Renfro pick play from a couple years ago. Um, But, yeah, as far as who I think is going to win tonight, even though Clemson's been great, this LSU team is just another level. I mean, the defense is another level. The defense is another level, but their I would, offense. I mean, I would this is say, a Big 12 offense playing with an SEC defense. It's yeah, crazy.
0: I would say their their offenses, just based off quarterback and skill position players, are about even. Yeah,
1: and you've got Jefferson, that wide receiver, down, and, and the running back Edwards. And, and the, this team is just clicking, and, and Burrow's on one of these fairytale you know, college quarterback seasons that just. So, who are you taking? I said LSU, and you're gonna take them
0: with the spread. Yeah, minus five and a half. Okay. Now, who would you rather win before we move on?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll still say I'd rather see Clemson. Yeah. Okay. And it's tough. I mean, you could pick either one. I just don't consider them a rival, even though they've ended Bama's season a couple times lsu you know if you if you know lsu is going to put this product out on the field every year they're going to be the reason alabama doesn't continue to get to this point so
0: all right so final college football question before we move on to some other topics have you been to alabama yet
1: yeah a good trip last night oh <laughs> yeah. last night okay uh, i don't owe you an explanation for any reasons of the fandom
0: okay all right well i guess i'm a fraud now too. go mississippi state I've, what's their mascot I don't Who cares? Know. Whatever. Go Mississippi State.
1: There you go.
0: Fuck old miss. Um, all right, so let's <laughs> move on to some MLB news. It is the off season, but got real interesting today when the MLB dropped the bomb. So the Red Sox, we are waiting on what happens to them. We will talk about that when the investigation is finalized. Supposedly they're really gonna drop the hammer on Cora, which is it's gonna be interesting after the news that came out of Astros Town today. So the general manager, former general manager now, and former manager A.J. Hinch, and the general manager's name is Jeff Lunau. Jeff, whatever his name is. Lunau. <laughs> um, both got a year's suspension. They were subsequently fired by the Asteroids, which I think is asinine, but we'll get into that, obviously. They also lost two years of first and second round draft picks
1: and fined $5 million.
0: $5 million? Which and- is the
1: highest penalty that under. This uh, collective bargaining, yeah, collective bargaining well, you, you can find a team.
0: Listen, if anybody, I could use the five million, and I haven't cheated in the MLB. I'll say that. That's all. Well, I have. That's good to know. I've I was, cheated I other places, but I been haven't cheated. That's a
1: fascinating cheated. story to find out how you did that.
0: Well, I'll, if the Yankees need my help, I won't get caught <laughs> either. I love a cheater, but not one that gets caught. All right. Okay, so what do we think about this? Was the punishment fair? I'm, I'm happy that they got a punishment. Um, obviously, um, I don't know. I, I would have liked to see something more like eliminated from playoff contention for the next year, but I don't know. Maybe they thought that was a little too much. Um, I thought it was a cowardly move by the Astros owner to fire the manager who just won your world series, as well as the GM who orchestrated this entire thing, because listen, I'm a CEO I know everything that's going on in my business. If we're doing anything shady, which most likely we are, I know what's <laughs> going gotta, on. We got to keep blowing up. The owners knew that this shit was happening. Yeah. I if something it. going on in your building, you know, it's happening. Don't use the manager and those guys as a scapegoat, but Hey, that's just, this is America. You always need a scapegoat and that's kind of just the way she goes.
1: Yeah. And honestly too, man. I mean, the owner's not going to, unless he's being mandated by baseball and other owners to sell his team or give up, well, they're not going interest. anywhere. So he can't fire him. He doesn't. Not going to fire himself. He's going to fire the. Trust next me, two I've
0: I've researched James Dolan if he could actually fire himself if that was possible. Have it's you? not.
1: I, that's. I didn't think so. Um. And he also doesn't have to sell because he's not Donald Sterling, and there's not many times where that's had to not happen. Yet. So I, I've wow. got some journalists wow. running out. Wow. Listen, I know you hate him, and he's a shit owner, but that's a strong accusation.
0: Listen, I'm not taking it back.
1: I, I know. I know you're not. Um. Yeah. So. Um. A couple things in response to you. I. I, I honestly. I don't think. I was with you in your corner and remember when we were talking about this a couple months ago of like, Hey, these are things that we want to see happen. And we were kind of, you know, coming up with uh, ideas of of punishments, depending on how far this went. And what I realized is this was going on because my initial reaction was kind of a double-edged sword. It was, wow, that's a lot for those guys. But also like I kept reading I'm like, that's it. Yeah. The problem with doing the other things is, First of all, vacating a championship. And, and listen, this is me going back and, and trying to look back on myself and say you should have been smarter when you were saying these things. But, you know, you look at the totality of the of the situation and what possible repercussions could be made. You can't vacate a championship because of all the, you know, think of all the merchandise that's been sold. All of that stuff's out there. You can't. It's really. They really should just
0: go by the NCAA rules, though. If you slide a kid an extra sandwich on his meal plan, you're gonna, you know, on the basketball team, you're gonna get your championship. It's vacay. tough though Look in, in pro in pro sports because know, that I'm goes yeah
1: that goes to revenue of of why of these teams. The other thing that I was thinking about was, you know, why was there no ban for postseason play? And the more that I thought about it and I read up as to how serious the penalties could go based off the collective bargaining agreement. And the reason being is the fact that that upsets the competitive balance of the sport where even if, even if players are still playing like and for their stats and they're playing hard, like let's say the Astros, you know, are banned from postseason play, but they're, you know, they're just playing like they have the last few years and they're, they're great. If there's, if they know they can't play in the postseason, it's going to impact how team, how that team is going to make in season personnel changes are you going to bring up a top prospect in a year where you know he's not going to help you in the playoffs are you going to make a trade like they did for Verlander or Granke probably, of course not, probably no. not so no, you're absolutely that's, right I, I,
0: I knew it was unrealistic to yeah. do the playoff contention and again I think honestly looking at this penalty from a logical standpoint this was the worst this was probably the toughest penalty you could give because of the fact that you can't suspend any players because you couldn't prove which ones were committing the crime.
1: Right, and and the other, on top of that, too... It was
0: Bregman, it was Springer, it was Altuve. Yeah. I'm going to say that, but they can't. right? And I know you fuckers did it.
1: And even, oh yeah... No, they are and And they, you guys were too stupid they are and you got caught. To, yeah. Okay. And the other, I wouldn't have got caught. No. For the you, record. you would have been fine. Um the other which is why, you know, when sorry sports really takes off and everybody wonders how do we do that so fast? It's just, Let's just say we're I'm just because we're just brilliant and, and cooking you know, the books, baby. I'm a good cook. It. Yep. I'm there a chef. There you go. <laughs> chef. Chef of bullshit. <laughs> um yeah. But the other thing. yeah, that part too is baseball looked at this, Manfred looked at this, all the lawyers looked at this. And they concluded that this was an organizational mandate. This was done by coaches and by executives that the players obviously had a part in and they participated in. But it was not their grand scheme. Beltron's not going to be punished because he was a player. So he's protected by the union. These players are protected by the union. For anybody asking, no, it's not the same as steroids. A steroids, that's a personal decision that's not being impacted by the rest of the team. This was an organizational decision, so baseball had to look at this and, you know, inf- inflict their punishment as that. I know some people are not going to like it. A couple of my friends texted me when this first came out, and they're like, really, baseball? That's fucking it? Like, that's what a chicken shit penalty? And, and I was willing to concede to that in as far as er, initial reactions. But like you said, when you have to look at it logically... This was about as harsh of a penalty, and the other, what's the, what was the reason why the punishments had to be so severe? The reason was was to make sure that no teams Never would ever it. do this again.
0: Absolutely, and I mean, they're still doing better than the NFL when it comes to suspensions and handing shit yeah, down. Yeah, but you, and but, I, no. I think the I think it was a good job by the MLB at the end of the day, because again, when you get into collective bargaining and, and contracts and, and all unions. that stuff, and unions. Yes. There's really not much you can do. Again, you can't prove that any of these players did it, although I know you guys did, and you guys were too stupid to get caught. Those little motherfuckers, yeah. Um, They're only motherfuckers because they got caught. I would have appreciated it had one of them written a book 30 years from now, and it came out then that they cheated. Yeah, I would have said, hey, good for you guys. You know, you got away with it. uh, But, listen, they got caught because they're idiots, and I'm not really surprised. Um. But with that being said, I, in my opinion, good job by the MLB.
1: Yeah, and I think that... And
0: I can't wait. We're going to talk about it in a little bit, but I can't wait to see what Cora gets. That oh, Cora, bastard.
1: yeah. I think is going to get the same treatment that Lunau and Hinch got. And you they know, said you, it was... You, uh, you, according, you, according
0: to Bleacher Report, it was going to be even more severe because he's clearly a multiple time then offender. maybe
1: he gets like put on an mlb exempt list or he has to serve penalties i, I mean,
0: think he probably gets suspended for maybe two to three
1: that could be i mean which we'll, is interesting we'll see i mean yeah because if he participated and was made one of the major you know schemers of this with houston and then took some version of that over he was to Boston, not a player he was no, a bench he was the bench coach, coach, so he's right? not
0: protected by the collective bargaining agreement nope. now with that being said do you think that A.J. Hinch and or the GM, I don't care about his name, he's irrelevant to me, ever get hired again? Oh, yeah, but but the reason – The thing is, though, just because you got fired, if you a team hires you, from my understanding, he takes this year off – a te- you're not on a team, so you still have to get hired and then serve a year suspension.
1: Okay, so here's what I was going to say. I think they will, but they're going to have to wait a while because they're they're going to be blacklisted and they're going to have to come back and serve roles that are not the ones that they're currently occupying. So like when you said I think it was kind of weak that the owner fired them, I think he was kind of in a position of, okay, my team has kind of been looked at Let's be honest. Nobody likes the Astros. It's not just Yankee fans talking. The Dodgers fans hate them. They are a very arrogant, pompous organization. They walk around headlined by their guy, A.J. Hinch, like their fucking shit don't stank and that they're better than everybody, and they carry that that kind of attitude
0: around with them. Another thing I would do if there was cheating accusations swirling me I would never make one of those stupid videos where he did like laughing at it and adamant. Well, yeah, you, it. yeah, like when he said that, that, that during, during the ALCS. Yes,
1: exactly. He looked so, Hinch looked so weak doing that, and I think with with Jim Crane, the owner, he was looking at this situation and saying, "All right, these guys are not going to be able to help me next year, and if I keep them, I'm going to just constantly be looked at as a joke, and I'm going to get a lot of bad press for it." And let's not forget. This is the same organization that had to fire their assistant GM because of that incident in the clubhouse with the reporter, with the female reporter, when he went up to her as he was hammered, celebrating, saying, I'm so fucking happy we have Osuna, who had previously only been acquired because the Blue Jays gave up on him because he was serving an 82-game suspension for domestic violence. So this organization is pretty shady. Pretty shitty and has a lot of black marks on him. I think that they did have to fire them, not because this is being told by baseball you have to fire him. It's just a good PR optic. So what is this going to do to those guys? They're not going to get jobs anytime soon. And the jobs they do get, Hinch is not going to just be hired as a manager. He's going to have to serve as a bench coach or a third base coach or a first base coach or something before he works his way back up with the team. And he's probably going to get a pretty low low profiled position, you know, with a team that's not great because. The, the gold standard organizations are not going to want to. He's now has that kind of negative connotation. Same with Jeff Lunau, especially having that guy who I just referenced before on his staff and now being suspended for a year because of this. He, no organization is going to be proud to call him their general manager and introduce him in a press conference. You know, it's just not going to happen. So to me, I think it was even more profound because if the goal is to have this never happen again, we're going to look at the careers of A.J. Hinch. Like, it does matter that you're a manager. And we laugh about managers in baseball and how much they matter. I'm sorry. A guy that has his team in the World Series two or three years was a game away from winning two in three years. And also a GM who is responsible for some of the most impactful you know, free agent and trade acquisitions of the last few years to get them to this point. Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Zach Granke, and then, of course, all of the scouting and bringing these guys up and having them turn into stars. That no, The next guy is not necessarily just going to come in and do that same job. So I'm interested to see. It's I mean- a big deal.
0: These players, I'm again, I'm interested to see these players' numbers this year. I they're still great players and they're very talented, and I, I think they'll probably be close to the same, but maybe there's going to be a significant drop off, especially with their home numbers.
1: There could be, because uh, um,
0: Altuve was just a machine.
1: Yeah, and like you said, they're great players. It's so hard to say. You know, I want to take away from you because they are great players. They were hot, you know, high draft picks heralded prospects they've come up and succeeded you do wonder if those numbers are enhanced very much like the steroid guys that we talk about right like were they already great players how much did the steroids help them i don't we don't really know we'll never know that answer it's the same here but i do think that if the end at the end of the day the goal was to make sure that these kind of things never ever ever happen again i think baseball handed down the steepest punishments they could and the people you know the the Puppet Masters and, and the the All-Stars, quote-unquote, of this scheme just got, you know, their baseball lives were pretty pretty upset by this. I mean, don't forget, the last time we saw something really similar to this was in the NFL after Bounty Gate. And Greg Williams, who was a hot up-and-coming coordinator who was going to be a, a head coach, he, had, he was out of football for three years and had to come back as a linebacker's coach because nobody wanted to bring him. And I guarantee you that a lot of the teams that were thinking about hiring him, I think there's still a little stain on his resume for what he did. And, you know, the Jets have him now. and, and that's Trying a good, to murder Brett Favre. And that's, yeah, and that's a great <laughs> defense, but I don't think he's up for head coaching jobs, whereas before he easily could have been because that defense was great. Sean Payton, same deal. Coming off the Super Bowl, he's not looked at as the same, and it's always there that little, oh, yeah, he was also thrown out for a year. Yep, that's a, And the GM part of that too, remember, he got fired and he hasn't gotten a job since either. So the, it does matter. There are ripple effects to this. And um, I do think that even though we wanted to see something even harsher within the realm of the collective bargaining agreement and the keeping the integrity of the game, baseball did the most they could.
0: All right, so with that being said, last thing about these kind of connected scandals. What do you think the penalty is for Alex Cora? And follow-up question to that, does he get
1: fired? I'll answer the follow-up first. He's definitely going to get fired. Nice. He'll get suspended. I'll start with a year, go from there. I want to see if there's any more list from baseball where they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, you can't serve as this kind of role, you're not eligible to be rehired at any point. Like, not just suspended. Like, nobody can hire you Oof. for a while. I don't know. Again, it's they're going to do their investigation now, but everything that came out of this one, he's going to get destroyed. What do you think?
0: I'm in agreement with you. I think there's going to be a little more language in the, in the suspension. I think there's going to be some stipulations to it. Maybe he's not allowed to manage in Major League Baseball at all whatsoever for, I don't know, five years or something like that. Which, honestly, I think is a career death sentence. Five years is a, is a really long time to not be allowed in baseball. Um, but, yeah, I think the penalties will be harsh. Classic Red Sox being dumb enough to get caught, of course. Um, I don't even know if they've learned math up there in Boston yet. I was in an argument with a couple of Boston fans a couple of days ago about analytics. And, um, yeah, I don't think they know math up there yet. I, I don't think it's made its way up up the coast. Which
1: is weird because, you know, Harvard's right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they're in somewhat of a little bubble I mean they do have a lot of good colleges But I think The the layman's Boston fans Applying just, it to the rest yeah, of Yeah I just yeah. don't think they know math And then they come at me with the whole And you know it's a soft subject for me Because a red is my god A-god Praise be to God. And it's just like, come on, guys. Like, David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, the most blatant steroid taker of all time. He's been caught like four fucking times. I think he's banned from like every league in the fucking world except wherever he's playing right now. I think he's still playing. But that was a little side tangent. People in Boston are stupid. We know that.
1: <laughs> I'm not afraid to. To let, agree with that? To let them hate me. No, yeah, I, I, I could I, care I, less. I could care less, too. And yeah, you know, it's just, again, it's how about you guys if as long as there's going to be competitive sports and you know the the stakes for winning a championship are so high and I think you know this article that I saw in Bleacher Report was so perfect it was like even though they got punished the Astros the cheaters still won. And you can't take that title away from them. You know we can we can have our thoughts about it. We can say it's tainted. We can not give credit. But at the end of the day, the history books and Cooperstown and all that shit are gonna say that they were the 2017 World Series champions. And real fast, just to think of this Yankee side note: how different is our history if Joe Girardi wins that series, goes on to the World Series? Either loses to you or beats the Dodgers. Is he still the Yankees manager? Is he not in Philly now? I I mean, did the Dodgers
0: a lot of sliding finally doors, have friend.
1: that title? Yeah. A lot uh, of that sliding. Doors. Title? I, it's, there are a lot of sliding doors. And we could do a whole pot on that. We won't right now, but it is the ramifications that came from this, and obviously we've mentioned it a couple times, players' careers that were ruined because they went they pitched a game in Houston and got destroyed. It, it's it really is, when you think about the integrity of the game, the Astros and what looks like now the Red Sox violated them to about the highest standard. And now you're now they're going to pay the ultimate sacrifice that baseball can pay them.
0: I'll say it one more time, man. I love a good cheater, but just don't be stupid enough to get caught. That's it. Yeah. Fuck them both.
1: And always know, too, like, remember how this started. It was Mike Fires came out and said it. You know why? Because you didn't offer him a contract. Everybody he helped you win a World Series. <coughs> oh, <was> wow. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Oh, man. Well, that was I a laugh, just, a cry. I am what?
0: just shocked. Jesus Christ. Well, this podcast, you know, went off the rails. What can I say? <laughs> but, that was a sound I've never heard before. And that's the whole thing. And that's just, you know what that is? It's just a glorified, disgruntled employee. We yeah. call that a whistleblower.
1: Yep, for that's sure. That's all it
0: is. And when you're cheating like that, you got to make sure you dot your I's and you cross your T's. But neither of you guys were smart enough to do that. So, hey, that's what you get what you deserve when you're stupid.
1: No doubt, man. No doubt.
0: All right, let's move on to some NBA. Now, last week, I, I was I listened to our pod, and then I, I, I've been looking at the standings lately, and, and we made a big mistake. Mm. And we said that the Jazz were a disappointment. Now, since last week, they were in 7th place. They are now in 3rd place in the Western Conference. And I guess I can't really blame either of us.
1: Why is that a mistake? They were a disappointment for the better part of the season. Now they've they've won won 9 of 10
0: and 9 in a row. And and they are playing incredible basketball. And I would put a little bit of capital on them if if I was anybody at their finals odds before it goes down.
1: Can we just say something during this time of year of basketball? It's a big difference between winning four in a row and winning nine in a row. And those five other games have happened since we last talked. And, yeah, it, it's...
0: Thank you for defending us. I appreciate that.
1: But, no, it's true. I mean, listen, like, I, I hate when we do this. Like, I hate, like, when, when podcasters, I hate when talking heads... I hate when we do this too, Sean. Can't do, we just all get do, along? Do the fucking... Yeah. <laughs> we'll do our best. Um, But do this, you know... Are the Lakers bad because they lost a game to the Clippers and they're zero and two against the Clippers? Well, or it's just, if they lose three in a row, do we look less at them? No, it's just
0: twenty twenty. It's the it's it's the instant reaction, man. It's the same thing. But like, that's the thing. Like people will be now. Like, Lamar Jackson oh, sucks. Guys, Patrick right. Mahomes is the goat. And, and right. next week, I heard if you guys he on a pod.
1: An and how the fuck could you say that the Jazz are the are a disappointment? Well, where have they been in the standings when, especially, they were projected to be a top three team? They're there now. Now we can talk about them and celebrate them. But listen, it just is how it is. In the dog days of the NBA schedule, which we're pretty much in right now, You know, every team's going to go through a slide. I mean, my Nets lost seven in a row. Then they beat the Heat. Like The Knicks beat the Heat last night. The they Miami did. Heat they lost did. to Brooklyn and the Knicks in successive games. And they
0: are still in third place. And the, I, are, the Easter Conference sucks.
1: It does, but they're a goddamn good team. Like I don't think less of them because they lost those games. They're probably... You know, they've been clicking on all cylinders. They've won some huge games against teams that nobody thought that they would beat. And they go up to New York. They probably had a little bit of fun over a Flatbush, and then took it over to, the, over to Manhattan. And, you know, they lost a couple games to some scrappy teams. That just is what it is. What are you going to do? But, yeah, as far as the NBA right now, let's just talk about the West real fast. The Jazz are surging. The Lakers have... You know, they've still been really good, but they've got a little injury concern. Where are we right now in the top of the... Actually, let's do this. Let's talk about the bottom of the West, because that's more... I think that's more provocative. Everybody talks about how shitty the bottom of the East is. The bottom of the West ain't much better.
0: No, uh, the Pelicans, although they've had some good players this year, Zion has yet to come back. They're 14th. We know the Warriors suck, even with D'Lo, who I think... The more they lose, the more he's going to be a trade ship, to be honest with you, for next season. Um, The Timberwolves suck. I think Carl Anthony Towns' days are numbered there as well. I don't think these trades are going to happen in season. I think it's going to be, unfortunately, a slow trade deadline this year. But the Blazers are probably, I'm looking at them right now, they are my biggest disappointment. They're 16-24. and
1: And yet they're still, where are they right now? 11th. Yeah, and how far out of the 8th spot are they?
0: Uh, they're probably, they're not, that, they're only about two and a half games. Yeah, out. exactly.
1: So you've got all these teams bunched up at the bottom and we look at Portland and it's like, could they go win a playoff series? We
0: they just, absolutely could. Yeah.
1: And that's absolutely where we're at right now. It's quite cra- It's crazy. Especially the West, which has been top heavy for a long time.
0: Yeah. When it comes to the West, we'll go back up top because some of those teams down the bottom are irrelevant. The Lakers are the best team obviously right now. My Denver Nuggets are right there. Then the Jazz and the Rockets, and then the Clippers, the Mavs, the Thunder, and the Grizz. The Thunder have been
1: playing well. Thunder has been playing looks great,
0: very well. I think that eight spot's gonna be just a knockout, knockdown, dragout fight between the Grizzly, the Spurs, the Suns, the Trailblazers, pretty much everybody. But aside from that, it's. I think these the rest of the top seven seeds are pretty much gonna run away with it. The Clippers need a defensive big man now. Harold is. Really good in the pick-and-roll off the second unit. Um, A lot of fun to watch. Uh, I watched the game last night. I think he had like 27 points, but guess what? They lost Mm -hmm. because he got dominated on the other end of the floor. I think they need to go out and get themselves a defensive big man to win a title. They are still tied with the Lakers as favorites to win the title, and I'm going to stand by it and say that they do win the title, but the team that... Again, I'm, I'm calling myself out this year, I guess, after the Jazz I just did. The team that I have not watched much of this year, we, it's because we kind of hate watching them, is the Houston Rockets. I have not seen a lot of their games, but clearly they've been playing well. I should have watched more to see that, uh, that Westbrook-Harden experiment, and, and I, I'm going to give myself an assignment to watch more Rockets. Listen,
1: Russ got... Run off the court in his return to Oklahoma City. And a team that I think deserves props is Oklahoma City. And Chris Paul, who looked like he was, you know, just bad contract for bad contract. Having a
0: comeback year.
1: He's having a damn good year. And, you know, I'm not his biggest fan. I don't consider him a top 10 point guard. I know people think that I'm like talking completely out of my ass. I'm sorry. He's come up so short in so many big games. Whether it's been because he's been hurt, whether it's because he's underperformed, and but that doesn't take anything away from the fact that he's a really. I'm just talking the pantheon of great point guards.
0: Well, you got to have some postseason. Yeah, numbers. I, I,
1: I can't. You know, you never been to a finals. Um, it, it, it's it's tough for you me. Think he's been do, to do
0: one th- conference finals. I think that. so.
1: Yeah, I think one. I think that year that they lost to the Lakers. I want to say. 2009 or something like that but either way so it's he's still a great player and i i didn't think he'd make the season i mean we were even saying as soon as he got traded over there that they were going to find a trade partner for him miami's been speculated i don't know if they're going to move him this is a team that's a playoff team and they could wreak some havoc they have a lot of nice complimentary players and shea gilders alexander he's a fucking player man and steven adams steven adams is he's up there for among the best big men in the league.
0: Yeah, just a true big man, absolutely. Yeah, not, not, a not talking no, not but he talking like Anthony Davis on, type. I'm yeah, just saying pure absolutely. big man.
1: Yeah, he he can change the game in the interior like prolifically.
0: All right, let's move over to the Eastern Conference. We don't really have to talk about the bottom just because it's your it's your normal cast of characters of mm-hmm. the recent years. I mean, the Hawks are a major disappointment. They only have eight wins. Uh, Trey Young's been playing great, but I think the the suspension of Collins really got them off to a slow start, and they haven't been able to dig themselves out of that hole.
1: Yeah, and Reddish and Hunter, they've shown some signs, but overall, I mean, they're just not. I just don't think that they're they're in the right offense
0: because they're not spot-up shooters. Those guys are slashers that can knock down a shot. And, and you know you need to you need to surround the pick and roll of Collins and Trey Young with some spot up guys, mm-hmm. and I just don't think that they're they need to create a little more offense for themselves, and they don't have the ball nearly enough.
1: Well, they're gonna have a couple picks this this June because they're gonna be drafting high, and they have the Nets picks too, so you know they'll be able to find themselves maybe a couple more players that fit them you know, a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Now the Eastern conference, there hasn't been as much movement. The bucks have only had, they've only lost six games. They're probably by far the best team in the East. I still think they're one player short, to be honest with you. If their goal is obviously to win a championship, I don't think that they're what do they be- need. I think that they need another shooter. I don't think they have enough shooting and maybe another big man that can move around and play defense because the two Lopez brothers are, are on the wrong side of 30 and, and they don't, they don't they just don't play defense the way they used. So obviously Robin is is a great he's a great defender, but he can't defend positions like Giannis can when Giannis is no, off the floor. God, no. Um and I think that they need if they can get another guy who can create his own shot, that'll really help them. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Because when Giannis is off the floor, their offense tends to look a little anemic because that's not Middleton. And no. and Bledsoe, we know his record in the playoffs. Um they miss so, Brogdon. Absolutely, and Brogdon's been playing great Um, for the six-seed Pacers, who we didn't think they'd be good without Olin Depot. I, I mean, no, I think we I, picked him to make the playoffs, obviously, yeah, but that was just and because... Olin Depot's
1: he's on his way back. He's about two weeks away.
0: Absolutely. So the East is pretty much the same, although the Heat glaring at me at three, I, don't, I didn't even realize they were playing that well, but they are, even yeah. losing no, last two games. No, they've been surging all year. Absolutely. Um, Anything else from you, my friend?
1: No. I mean, I think... you. Uh, one, one point of, of topic is Joel Embiid is out indefinitely with the Sixers And he had the th- uh, finger surgery And he's going to be out It a- looks like another week or two And I want to see how they play without him Because I still don't know I don't trust them Something's missing with them I mean we talked about it last pod right? Like, I think
0: Ben Simmons should just absolutely take over Because now they can spread the floor with shooters Let Tobias Harris handle the ball a little bit more and, and Horford should just be spotting up for three.
1: You know, I saw that they were one of the rumored destinations to be looking at your boy Marcus Morris. And I think, like, where the fuck does he play on that team? He doesn't
0: fit very well unless he strictly is with the second unit.
1: Right. And, I, I mean, even then, it's, it's tough. I, I don't know. I, this, is, this is a time for them where we need to watch what he, he wants to be as the alpha. Just for a couple of weeks, and they take over that first game without Embiid. If
0: they don't, at the very least, make the Eastern Conference Finals, Ben Simmons gets traded over the summer.
1: Yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah,
0: it's not going to be Embiid.
1: I don't think so either. They, uh, yeah, I, I, I think. Plus, it's just you can get more for a point guard. It's, it's tough, man. This is something that I'm interested in seeing because. In addition to them, you've got Oladipo coming back for an Indiana team that's been really good. The Nets are finally healthy now with Kyrie and Karras back. That's a team that could be a little dangerous. You know, it doesn't matter where they finish, but if they're all healthy, you know they could they could be good. And if the chemistry is there, I'm looking at this Indiana team when Oladipo slides back in with the Brogdons and the Turners and the Sabonuses of the world. I mean, those are two jolts to teams right now that are that are fighting for playoffs. Um, Blake Griffin is out, what looks like for the season with knee surgery. So that pretty much eliminates the Pistons. I want to see. Probably if, speeds up a drum and trade. I was just going to say, speeds up a drum and trade. You know, obviously Kevin loves days or a number. Every day I wake up and I see that he wasn't traded. I'm surprised. Yep. But those are probably the biggest trade targets, right? I mean, other than that, they're. Other than those, that, you got buyout teams,
0: guys and middle of the road guys, pretty much. I yeah. think the Jazz might have another deal in them. I know I said they, they use all their pieces, but they have a few left. They may have another deal with them, and then I think that the Pistons might just completely unload, maybe trade Reggie Jackson mm-hmm. for whatever he's worth, trade whoever else they have on that roster.
1: Yeah, they're they're in that NBA purgatory.
0: Do you remember who they drafted two years ago?
1: Two years ago. I don't.
0: Lefty out of Duke. Luke, whatever his oh, name Luke is. Oh Luke Kennard? Yeah. I I has he played a minute in the NBA? Not that not a relevant minute, I can tell you that. I feel
1: like I've seen him play. I, I again though he has not been what other players have been. They're just a weird team, and I give them credit for going out and getting Blake and and trying to, you know, catch lightning in a bottle and pairing him with Drummond. And they're both ultimate stat guys, but overall they're not guys that are. You're, you're not gonna win with them. You're not gonna win with them, and. That's just a tough spot to be. You know, if you're a perennial six, seven, eight seed in whatever conference you're in, and you can maybe in a good year squeak through with a first round win. And your salary's all tied up. The
0: Pistons aren't even that good, my it's, friend. It's sad. They're not. They're like a perennial 10, 11, no, they were.
1: They were in the playoffs last year. They were year, the eighth seed last year. And they year. got
0: smacked. And the years before that, they didn't make the playoffs. Right. So.
1: But it, that's the direction that they were going to be in with Blake and Drummond. And yep. now, like you said, I mean, they're in their best interest. It's probably time to just cut ties
0: absolutely alright well we're exactly an hour in that about wraps it up I think I'm seeing 1917 this week I saw Uncut Gems so maybe maybe a little pop culture next week
1: I think we need to do that uh, there's some movies I want to see uh, shows I need to get into you need to
0: start typing as well
1: and I can start typing too I've been busy at work man oh uh, yeah
0: yeah yeah Whatever. some of
1: us have some of us have to deal with that yeah 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 okay <laughs> well wow. some of us don't alright so that about wraps
0: it up enjoy the game tonight and enjoy the games this coming weekend everybody and have a good week
1: absolutely. absolutely Absolutely.